Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the evening service. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. Well, I wonder how you're feeling right now as we uh, enjoy this feast of singing and readings together. I, uh, I often get a warm feeling inside on occasions like this. Uh, carol services and other Christmas traditions. But if, I, if I'm honest, the, the warm feelings associated with many of our Christmas traditions uh, don't always last that long for me. You see, for all that we enjoy at Christmas, it's actually a season full of contrasts. On the one hand, we have the shops and the Christmas adverts and the cards which paint this picture of Christmas as a time of unrestrained happiness. And then on the other hand, we know that that's not our reality day to day. Unrestrained happiness is not the place where you and I live each day. Maybe Christmas isn't actually all that merry for you this year. Maybe it's a time that that brings home to you some of the harder realities of life. Loved ones uh, who we have lost, whose chair is empty again this Christmas. That is the particularly painful thing for me about Christmas, and I'm sure it will be for many of you. And other things about Christmas can be hard too, can't they? Arguments uh, flare up over apparently trivial things, uh, like how long to cook the turkey for, Uh, Or when to open the presents, what's the best time of day? But actually, those arguments reveal the -the under-the-surface tensions, uh, the brokenness in our relationships. And added to all of that, this has been a particularly hard year. Just as we were beginning to emerge from the worst of the pandemic, the war in Ukraine hit. And we have welcomed into our community people who have left uh, the Ukraine because of that war. We love having you here, but we are grieved for the reason that you need to be here. And each one of us has been affected by that war, as we have seen the cost of living rise for each one of us. As you say to you, if you are particularly feeling the pressure of that coming into this winter, uh, then as a church family, we would love to help you. We've set up some warm spaces uh, over in our center, over in the Emmanuel Center, And we've also set up a hardship fund, a financial hardship fund. If either of those things would be a blessing to you or to someone you know, uh, pick up one of those cards and we would love to help. So we've had uh, all the difficulties we might normally face at Christmas. We had the war in Ukraine. We've had the cost of living, but it hasn't stopped there, has it? We've COP27 reminded us of uh, just how far we have to go in tackling climate change. And we faced dizzying changes in leadership. Third Prime Minister of the year, uh, the death of Her Majesty the Queen. You add it all together and perhaps it leaves us all feeling pretty low this Christmas. Any Christmas cheer we might 
uh, being able to muster up in the best of years just feels that bit further off. It leaves us all longing for something more. Well, our readings from the Bible this evening show us where we can find true and lasting joy, even in the midst of this troubled world. Mary, the mother of Jesus, found that joy, and she captured it in one of the very first Christmas carols. Uh, It's not a carol as familiar as the old favorites we're singing this evening, but I hope as, as we hear it this evening, it will become one of our favorite carols. I'm not going to attempt to sing it uh, because I'm convinced you wouldn't enjoy that. Uh, But here is Mary's carol again. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. There are some really striking things in Mary's carol for us uh, to dwell on this Christmas. Here's the first. Through Jesus, God lifts up the humble. You see, the angel Gabriel went to a very unlikely person that first Christmas. Uh, Mary was an ordinary woman from an insignificant town. Most people in her day probably hadn't even heard of the town she came from, from Nazareth. And before this moment, Mary had no claims to fame. She wasn't popular. She wasn't famous or wealthy. She wasn't a member of high society. And she knew that. And that's why she bursts out in song. My my soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And a little later, she says, he has lifted up the humble Now, that word humble means that Mary understood correctly who she was and what she was like. She knew that she deserved nothing from God. And yet God had chosen her to give birth to the savior of the world. And as Mary reflected on what the angel had told her, she begins to overflow with joy. So how do we come to have that kind of joy for ourselves in this troubled world we live in. Well, we see from Mary's carol that the, that the only requirement for being accepted by God and for discovering this joy is admitting that we don't deserve it. This may feel hard for us to admit, but when we're honest with ourselves, we know that each one of us contributes to the brokenness of this world that we've been thinking about. Her Majesty the Queen put it like this. She often spoke of her faith in the Lord Jesus. And in one of her Christmas broadcasts, she said, Although we are capable of great acts of kindness, history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves. She was pointing out what we all know deep down, which is that we're broken people. It shows itself differently for for each one of us. Some sins are more obvious than others. But left to ourselves, 
all of us live for ourselves rather than for the God who made us. We enjoy the good gifts that God gives to his world, including all that we're enjoying at Christmas. But left to ourselves, we ignore the God who gives those good gifts, the giver of all things. And the result of treating the God of the universe in our lives like that is that each one of us deserves his judgment. And that is why the message of God sending his son into the world is the very best news in the universe. Here is how the queen continued in her Christmas broadcast. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a saviour with the power to forgive. Forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith. It can heal broken families, it can restore relationships, and it can reconcile divided communities. It is in forgiveness that we feel the power of God's love. And that's what Mary discovered. You see, God lifts up people. God accepts people who, like Mary, know that they deserve nothing from him. That is who God delights to give forgiveness and eternal life to. And this is completely the other way around than we might expect. You see, we would think that God would would take notice of the people who are successful, the popular, the wealthy. And that may be the way the world we live in works, but wonderfully, it's not how God works. This evening, you may feel unimpressive. You may feel very weak. It may be that others look down on you. You might feel the, the... moral burden of the mess in your life. I know that I do. Well, the wonderful news of these words is that God welcomes into his family people who, like Mary, accept that they deserve nothing from him. Picture with me a a child on Christmas Day morning. Now, this child has been a complete pain over the last year. They've been consistently rude to their parents They've acted up at school. Uh, They've been horrible to their siblings. And just on Christmas Eve, they've deliberately stayed up as late as they could to wind up their parents. And as they they wake up on Christmas Day morning, they they wake with the realization of just how difficult they've been this last year. They remember the argument that they caused just the night before. And it dawns on them that maybe their parents won't be looking on them all that favorably this morning. Maybe they will just have not bothered with any presents for them this year. And they know in their heart of hearts that 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 would be a fair thing for their parents to do. And so they creep down the stairs on, on Christmas Day morning. And as they do, they resolve to say sorry to their parents, but they fear the frosty reception. Tentatively, they step into the living room and almost before they finish saying sorry, there, there is a massive embrace. And their parents are ushering them over uh, to this great big pile of presents. You know, that is a, just a tiny picture of what God is like with us. All of us left to ourselves have, have pushed God out of our lives. And yet he offers to us, free of charge, an eternal relationship with him. A relationship that brings deep and lasting joy that Mary knew that we can know. 
And so accepting, accepting that reality and saying sorry to God for the way that we've lived, that is the way into a eternal relationship with God. Through Jesus, God lifts up the humble. And through Jesus, God humbles the proud. Through this good news of salvation in his son, God the Father also brings down those who think too much of themselves. That's why Mary sings, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones. You know, those are a good, that's good news, those words. Uh, in a world where we're feeling the effects of wars started by power-hungry rulers. That God humbles all rulers like that in the end. Either they're humbled in this life as God uses the circumstances of this life to strip them of their power, or they will be humbled when Jesus returns and rights all wrongs. But you don't need to be a world ruler to have that kind of attitude, to be full of pride. We don't need to be like that to need to hear the warning from these words. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts that describes you in in any way and how you you relate to God, this might be God's good, loving warning to you. Maybe you started this year full of confidence in yourself, in your achievements and how your life was going. But the circumstances of this year have, have been hard, have brought you lower. Perhaps you are wealthy, perhaps you have all that you could need, but you feel empty inside. You have all that you need and more, and yet true joy is lacking from your life. Well, that might have been God's way in his kindness of of bringing you to the point where you realize that although you deserve nothing from him, he is offering to you this evening, free of charge, forgiveness and eternal life, a true and lasting joy. And so that's the key step to receiving that joy. It's acknowledging that you and I deserve nothing from God, but asking for that mercy that he gives to us through Jesus. But please, uh, please don't misunderstand this talk of joy. This deep and lasting joy doesn't mean that people who put their trust in Jesus are happy all the time. Our feelings come and go uh, repeatedly through all the different seasons the days of our lives. So this joy isn't saying pretend to be happy all the time. It's not saying put on a brave face, stiff up a lip. No, none of that. We try in what we teach here at Emmanuel to be really honest about how the Bible describes the reality of life in a broken world. And we'll continue to do that because we want to be people who fix our hopes this Christmas and always not on the circumstances of our lives, not on our changing feelings, but on what the Lord Jesus who came into the world that first Christmas, what he has done. See, there is no other source of deep and lasting joy than that. Nothing else in our lives can bring us that joy. Christmas celebrations certainly can't. Precious as this season is, We all know deep down that even the very best of Christmases can't bring us 
the deep down satisfaction that we long for. And that's why we need to place our hopes in a deeper joy. The roots of a joy that can't change whatever is going on around us. The joy that comes from knowing that that this Christmas story is not a fairy tale. These aren't just nice words for the kids. It's not like a Christmas movie that we watch with the family over Christmas. It's a bit of fun for a few hours and then we can forget about it and leave it. No, these are true events which change everything. God himself, in the person of the Lord Jesus, has stepped into our world, born to a a lowly, unlikely woman, born to die on a cross, to bring us forgiveness and bring us into that relationship of true and lasting joy. And so we can discover that joy for ourselves this Christmas, even as we face the pain and, and grief and disappointment of a broken world. I've just said that these events are not a fairy tale, but maybe you're not a follower of Jesus and, and you struggle to believe that. True and lasting joy through Jesus sounds good to you, but you find it hard to believe that the Christmas story uh, is true. Or maybe you're a follower of Jesus, but in recent years, you've, you've just come to doubt lots of aspects of what you used to believe. Well, either way, can I say this evening, the Christian faith stands up to all the scrutiny scrutiny you can send it. And if you want to discover that or be reminded of the reasons why we can trust the Christmas story, we would love to give you a book as a gift after the service. It's called Is Christmas Unbelievable? It's by the academic Rebecca McLaughlin, and it covers four questions. Was Jesus a real person? Can we take the gospel seriously? How can you believe in a virgin birth? And why does it matter? Here's one thing that Rebecca writes. The story of Jesus is the greatest story ever told. And best of all, it's true. So rather than succumbing to a delusion, joining Jesus' story is the most real thing that could happen to us. That book will be available over by that pillar in the corner um, after the service uh, with, uh, in a find out more section. There are a couple of books there, other books there as well, a book called The Gift and The Christmas Playlist. Uh, and they'll help us to explore the Christmas story. There's also information over there about a course that we are running in the new year. We've been thinking about uh, the troubled world that we live in. And in that world, we, wanna, we want to know where hope comes from. And that's why the course Hope Explored, we're running it over three evenings uh, in January. Uh, you're most welcome to that. And if you can't make the times uh, that we're having that course, let us know and we'll find another time uh, to put it on as well. Uh, there are another, a couple of other services coming up over Christmas. We've got Christmas services on Christmas Eve uh, at 2, at 4 o'clock, and at 5.30. Uh, wonderful services for all ages. Uh, and then a, a service at 11 o'clock, uh, ushering in at Christmas Day. And then on Christmas Day itself at 10 o'clock, a celebration for all ages together. Well, Mary's carol has shown us That through Jesus, God lifts up the humble, God humbles the proud, and God brings true and lasting joy. And so receiving that joy is is the most important thing that any of us could ever do. In a few moments, we're going to sing our final carol, and it says, Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. 
Jesus was born and died for us so that we may know him, so that we might receive eternal life, second birth. And all we need to do to receive that gift, that true and lasting joy, is to say sorry to God and to ask for that forgiveness he offers. So in just a moment, I'm going to leave a pause. And during that pause, if you have never done so before, but you want to receive this gift of eternal life, you could simply, in the silence of your heart, say sorry to God and ask for the forgiveness he offers. And if you do that, please tell someone, me or someone else on the team, and we can help you as you begin your life following Jesus. So this Christmas, will you put your trust in Jesus and ask for his forgiveness? That true and lasting joy is available for you. Will you take it? A short pause for us to consider our response, and then I'll lead us in a prayer. Or just before our closing prayer, on behalf of all of us, I just want to say a very big thank you to those who have made this evening's service possible, uh, both up front, those leading us in the carols so wonderfully, the choir, and those reading so well, but also to everyone who has worked behind the scenes so wonderfully to make this evening possible. And it, it's not uh, over just yet. We've got one more carol to enjoy together and then some refreshments. Uh, just uh, stay in your seats for a couple of minutes at the end of the service uh, so those refreshments can be made ready for us. And remember, the Find Out More table uh, is there uh, for you to f- explore any more of what we've been hearing this evening. Before our closing carol, a final prayer. Now may the joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the perseverance of the wise men, the obedience of Joseph and Mary, and the peace of the Christ child be yours this Christmas, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon Podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week.